Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and liveleadplay.com. And our effort is to get our show's information and message out to more and more people. So please do me a big favor by sharing and tagging friends who you think would really enjoy this information. And as always, my Amazon number one best-selling book called Amazing Itty Bitty Book on Family Leadership, 15 Simple Tips Successful Companies Use That Families Can Implement at Home, is available on Amazon, $6.99 on paperback, and $2.99 on Kindle. The link to the book is also in our show notes. And as always, we're looking for guests for our Teen to Parent Talk series. If you know of a young adult between the age of 18 to 25 who would like to share their journey, their life lesson that they've learned, or just insights on what's going on right now, please contact us at parentpumpradio at gmail.com. Words have energy, and they affect everyone around us, especially your children. There's that saying that says, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I believe it's untrue. Ask yourself if your verbal and nonverbal communication has been hurtful. Has it been healing or soothing or even empowering? And if you're not getting your children to do what you want, then how are your words being affected by that? And what can you do to change? They say that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. So if you're not getting the results that you want from the people around you, you might consider your words. And today's topic is using language that empowers your kids to be their very best. I've been training and coaching clients about the power of dynamic communication for a long time. And I'm so glad to have met our next guest. She is a Bronx-born, Los Angeles-based, law of attraction life coach, Reiki master, speech pathologist, and entertainment consultant. She was a former dancer with superstar James Brown. She later became a Hollywood talent manager and has studied vibration at play in her extraordinary personal experience. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Lola Love. Hi, Lola. How are you doing? Hi, Jacqueline. I am super this morning. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You know, when we first talked, you were saying, I'm really great on communication. I want to talk about that. But I had no idea until we got more in depth. And you talked about how communication is energy. And this is what I love about you and what we're going to talk about today. Yes, I'm an energy coach and practitioner. And for those of you who want to know what that means, I come with full, beautiful, loving energy. And wherever I go, that's what I vibrate. Everything around us is energy. We're energy. And you can tell this when, say, we walk into a room and someone has just been fighting and they are quiet. You feel that energy. You walk into a room that someone just got married and you feel that energy of excitement. 
And so I love that you are talking about energy behind words. What's communication and communication style? Communications is everything, how you walk, how you look, how you listen to other people. When you listen to someone that's talking to you, it's important that you're aware of your facial expressions. Is there a frown? Is there a scrowl? Or is there, are you smiling? Are you tapping your foot like you're impatient and you want this speaker to stop? And it's so important when kids are trying to explain something to you or even your teens to make sure that you are fully attentive to what they're saying. And when you talk, it, does your voice have an edge to it? Is it strident or are you impatient? Even a baby, when the baby doesn't yet understand language, it understands the tone of your voice. So it's important as parents, we are aware that we bring our energy into the room when we communicate with our children. So be conscious of that and make sure that you give your full attention to your children, to their teachers, to their friends. It's important that the children or people around you feel comfortable talking to you or even listening to you. So what is your communication style? Are you patient? Are you calm? Are you open and understanding? Yeah, I, and I find this true because ch young children, they only know how to say you're yelling, right? And in our minds, adult, we think that it's the volume. Absolutely. I'm raising my voice. But like you said, it might not be the volume. It might be how you project yourself. It might be what's behind that. And maybe your volume is not high, but if you're really upset and you're st even if you're stern, this is an energy that is then transferred to the child. Absolutely. Children learn what they live. So when you see a child is totally out of control all the time and yelling and screaming and pushing, then 99% of the time, that's what the child is witnessing at home. And even if you're a parent that says this doesn't happen, then there's a good chance that you're not aware that it's happening because this might be your norm. So take a moment and breathe and just say to yourself, this child is going to learn. I am modeling communication style, how they interact with other kids and how they react and respond to me. If I'm yelling at my kid, of course, the child is going to yell back at you. And now you might take that as the child being disrespectful, but it has to do with your communication style. Oh, gosh. I hear that all the time. You know, my that's one of the big complaints most parents have is my child is disrespectful. Respect is earned. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't earn it and your child isn't respecting, you have to ask the question, what do I need to do to earn respect? What have I done to get the disrespect? Absolutely. And you've got to ask yourself, how do I feel about my child? Now, a lot of people don't want to go there, but I have clients who will tell me that their children are so word they use is they're, they're, they're so just stubborn, they're stubborn, they're strong-willed. And the question is, the more you say that, the more you project that, and the child gives you back what you're projecting on them. Now, again, it's about changing your language. You have to be aware of the choice of words that you use on your children. If the words, when you use something like strong-willed, that to me is someone who's using a, a vibrational word that is pretty low. That might as well saying the child is mean, the child is doesn't listen to me, the child is just being stubborn. Yep. And those words make me tense up. So you know what it's doing to the parent and the child. 
So we're talking about words that have high vibration or low vibration. Absolutely. So what are some high vibrational words? Oh, amazing, awesome, wonderful, beautiful. I love waking up every morning because I feel great. Those are high vibrational words as opposed to saying, oh, I'm late today. Oh, it's going to be another horrible day. I don't want to wake up. Oh, why did I even open my eyes? I just feel bad. Those are low vibrational phrases, words, thoughts, and concepts, because now you have just projected how your day is going to be. Therefore, when you speak with your child, you should basically use words that feel good to you. And if you're going to describe your child, instead of saying strong-willed, what's another word that's high vibration? A high vibrational word for a child that tends to want to do what they want. It can be, you're very creative. Yes, I understand that you want to do it this way, and that's a great way. Let's see if we can do this together, okay? As opposed to saying, you're so strong-willed, you won't do it my way. I don't want to do it. Let's see if we can do this together and have some fun. You're very joy-filled. You're fun to be around. I just love your charming personality. Oh, you're delightful. And when you say those words, see if you don't have a smile on your face. See if you don't watch a smile start just developing on the child's face because high, high energy words are contagious. And people around you that feel that high energy will soon begin to behave in that way, just as low energy words are contagious. When you say to a child, my goodness, you just always want to have your way. Even the energy on that is low. Now the kid feels bad. Everybody around you, you will feel bad. And it just starts to spread. And your behavior mirrors what you're saying. And really what strong will to me means someone who really knows what they want, right? Their will. And they're going to stick to it. It's almost purpose-driven. They know what their purpose is. They know why they want to do it. And so you have to look at it on the other side. For me, a child that's strong will, hey, as an adult, I want someone that is purposeful, that knows what their will is, and it's going to go that way instead of just following the norm. I agree, because if a child is strong will, then how are you receiving that? Are you receiving it and saying that it's, it's going to be a battle against your will or my will? So if you have a child who is purposeful, I remember when my son was young and he showed high aptitude and my sister, who's a, who's a retired psychiatric nurse, she said, you need to go have him tested because I really feel he's in the high IQ range. And I did. And the psychologist said, you have a very gifted child, very high IQ, and therefore they will let you know what they want to do. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not gifted. What do I do? And she said, they will let you know what they want to do. And all you have to do is supply them with what they need. Now, because we understand it's not about strong will, this is what they are purpose driven, supply the needs. If I'm watching the Olympics now, and the kids who are these gold medal winners or these Olympians from a very young age, this is what they wanted to do. And the parents supported them. And that's key. If a child is purpose-driven, it is your duty to support them in every way that you can to supply them with the tools they need to 
expand and grow and be all that they can be, as opposed to saying, I can't afford this, I can't do this, or I don't have the time. As parents, it is our job to make sure that we supply our kids with what they need to grow up to be the best that they want to be. And there's an energy behind those words. There's a different feeling when you say, I don't have time. Yes. What is energy? Energy is everywhere. Everything has a vibration to it. Our emotions are best expressed. That's how energy is expressed through us by our emotions. When we're happy, our vibrations are high. When we feel empowered, our vibrations are high. When we show and are love, our vibrations are high. So when you're doing something and all of a sudden, you just feel joyful. That's high vibration. Now, on the other end of it, you're talking about low vibration. Low vibration is when you start to feel doubt. Oh, I can't do that. Now that doubt goes into worry. Well, what if they expect me to do that? Now you're going to be like blaming people for the reasons that you can't do. Blame is a low vibration, which then goes into being discouraged. And finally, anger. When you are angry, that is a low vibrational feeling that makes you uncomfortable. Then comes hate and rage and jealousy. And at the very extreme is fear, depression, and feeling powerlessness. Those are low vibrational feelings. And there are words that are connected to those feelings. And you know it when you say it because you feel it. Oh, yeah. You just say shame as opposed to peace and happiness, it's completely different feeling. Absolutely. And what we as a culture, we need to practice using more high vibrational language and phrases and saying, thank you. Oh, that was so nice. I appreciate you. Those are phrases we need to hear more of and say more of. Yeah. And you saying with words and body language, you have to watch how you're defining your children, like you're saying. And when you talk about children who are stubborn, then let's choose a different word. Yeah. Like you said, oh, you are so purpose driven. You really know what you want. Okay. Let's see if we can do it together. Now there's no resistance. And now you as the parent are saying, I want to empower this little spirit this amazing child that I have to be confident, to feel empowered that when he makes a choice and then he gets to experience it, if he likes it, he'll stick with it. If he doesn't, you are going to teach him that he has choices. He can choose a different experience. Yep. And, that's, and that's good to start early and it has to do with communication. So I know energy makes me feel a certain way, like you were saying. How does it connect with how we feel? Energy is everything. Like you said, when you walk into a room, what's the energy in the room? If it's a festive environment and you like parties, you're going to feel great in that room. However, if you are a person who is really not connected to high energy or parties and they might feel more comfortable in a more intimate environment, they may be uncomfortable in a room because it's just too, the emotion or the vibration in a room is too big. I remember I went to a place and the vibration was so great. It was so powerful. I became uncomfortable. It was too much for me. And what I did was I stepped out a moment to settle my energy. So you can feel energy. We have been taught that we're not going to acknowledge anything that we can't touch, taste, feel. Yeah. 
<laughs> or, or, or somebody can say, validate this scientifically, this is energy. But yes, you will learn now to be more in touch with your feelings. And that is energy. You look in the energy drink industry is one of the fastest growing industry. Absolutely. And coffee, everybody's drinking coffee because they want more energy. They use that word, but they're not consciously aware of what that word really means. Absolutely. It's just like when I watch a show and you can hear the heartbeat. Okay. You can hear the heartbeat. That's the energy. And when you can't hear the heartbeat anymore, the energy has left. But everything is vibration. But the desk that I'm sitting at has a vibrational energy to it. The chair, everything is energy around you. There's sometimes there's so sensitive people that can pick up energy from anything. Now, those are people who are so in touch. I have a, a friend who can actually feel her blood sourcing through her veins. I'm not that sensitive, yeah. but there are people who can do it. Hey, you know what? I know when I'm in nature, like around trees, like at a park or at the beach, it's very different than being in downtown LA where it's just full of cement. Oh, I live near the beach. And when I go to the beach and just sit and feel that ocean, there is yeah. different energy as opposed to being in a place where there's lots of tall buildings and lots of cars. At the beach, the energy is so peaceful and open and my mind starts creating. I love being in that energy. And also there are people who go up to Northern California just to hug those big trees that yeah. are up there to get the energy from the trees. Yep, absolutely. It's scientific that there's energy. They've actually measured it. Einstein talks about energy and how like energy attracts like energy. He's proven this in physics. And also we have so many devices now that can measure energy that's being emitted from a leaf, absolutely. a tree. Because everything, everything yeah. has energy. And if you take the time to be still and just be, you will feel the energy in your body. Your brain may be moving and everything, but if it just sits for a while, it, will, it too will slow down and you can start feeling the energy around you. We know how our words affect our children, our family, and just anybody around us. Let's talk about before those words even come out, we're already saying those things in our mind. Our thoughts, absolutely. Right? Our thoughts, our thoughts come first. So how... How does that affect someone and what kind of words do you think that people should be using? Well, first of all, let's talk about thoughts. What are you thinking about? And you'll say, well, gee, I don't know what I'm thinking about. I just saw the news and it was pretty bad. So now I'm thinking about what I just saw and that might upset me. Therefore, now I'm going to talk and put fear in everything that I discussed with somebody because of what I just saw. So therefore, I always say, it's very clear for me now. I only watch things that I can look at and feel good watching. Not that I'm walking around with rose tint glasses, but yes, I do say the class half full. I am very particular about what I watch, what I read, because they help to form my thoughts. I just read something where when I, uh, and it was a story, it was talking about somebody who went to see a horror movie. OK, you see the horror movie, you scream, you yell, but you, you say to yourself, it's just a movie. It's not real. But the person that you're with says that happened to me. Now my thoughts are changing 
and I'm saying, wow, that happened to her, that might happen to me. Now my thoughts are fear-based. So everyone that I talk to, it's going to be fear-based when I'm talking to my child. Oh, be careful out there because all these, all these horrible things might happen to you and you might specifically name them. Now you have just planted seeds of fear into your children and your children go out and they start planting in them to other children. Some kids or parents will say, I don't want my kids with them because every time my kid comes home from playing with them, they're scared to death. So yes, it starts with the thought, but where does your thought come from? It has to do with what you're exposing yourself to, what experiences you, you have and you share with your child. It goes in your subconscious. I, I do not have the TV on while I'm sleeping. You know, I know those people that who will watch TV and fall asleep to the TV. Oh my gosh, I'm just thinking all those things that's going on TV now is being planted in your subconscious mind. Absolutely. And you don't even know what's in there. That's right. That's why they suggest that there be no electrical devices in your room, like the television. Or if you are going to play something, you, met, you must be aware if it's a meditation piece, that it's soothing, that it's calming, that it's projecting things that are going to have your subconscious be fed really calming things because the subconscious cannot determine what's right or wrong, what's real or not. And also your subconscious controls ni over 90% of your body. That's right. It doesn't think. It does whatever the conscious mind puts in it, whatever you see. I am very protective about what I watch. Yes. And, that, and once I realize that my thoughts are from what I see. So they say, if you want to think wonderful thoughts, then you have to feed your mind by what you're reading what you're presenting for your children. Parents who basically say, yes, I limit my children the, the time on their devices. They're very smart. I watched the opening ceremony of the Winter Games. And in South Korea, they banned, parents are not allowed to have children on any electrical devices from 12 midnight to I think it's 7 a.m. in the morning because it becomes addictive. And people think it's just gaming. No, it's watching YouTube videos. It's watching Absolutely. Netflix. It's, it's even the TV is on. It's, that's, a, that's a device too. And I think parents now think, oh, if they're not on an app, then they're okay. No. What kind of music do they listen to? I mean, music is universal, but then there are lyrics too yep. that go with, those, with the songs. What it, you know, okay, they're not watching TV. They're listening to their headphones. What's on those headphones? Is it going to be something that's going to encourage them to be creative, to explore, and it feels good to you, it feels good to them, and you can tell if it feels good by how they behave. We're talking about communication. It's not only the words, but it's also the behavior, because the behavior is a thought process. And now you're going to see if a kid is like playing and having fun and kind and compassionate, it, competitiveness is okay as long as it's done from a heartwarming place versus a place where it's it could be uh, very very uh, combative or destructive. You want to be aware of that. Just like you said, there's ways that you can do things that's so different, and you hear people using words that are very unkind, malicious, spiteful, and really wounding. What's happening? What's happening to these people when you hear them talk like that, Lola? Well, first of all, this is where, how do you affect the people around you? Communication. If you find yourself 
where everybody keeps moving away from you, then you must check yourself because it's probably your communication style. You find people love being around people who are kind and their words that they use is a delightful. It makes you feel good. It's like medicine. That's how you can tell. So when you use language that is destructive or low vibrational, let's use that word, low vibrational words, you will find people backing away and not wanting to stay around you. If you find yourself alone a lot because you're going to be there and you're going to start whining about what's wrong with your life, that's another key too. If you constantly talk about all the things that are going bad in your life or have gone bad, you are creating that vibration that keeps attracting everything to go bad. And then people don't want to be around you. And you might even find your children trying to hide from you because it, it's a low vibrational feeling. Everybody wants to feel good. I don't care if somebody says, oh, I don't want to feel good. Life is not all about roses and, 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 and cherries and things like that. But yes, everybody loves to feel good. Dear subconscious mind, right? We both know this, that it wants pleasure. Absolutely. It wants to run towards pleasure and yes. away from pain. Yes. So you consciously might be, oh, well, life should you know, be struggles, but 90 over 90% of what your subconscious mind who controls your body is saying, no, I don't want that. Yes. And you, you hit on something very, very important. Life is about contrast. And the contrast is there for you to choose. Wow. That felt bad, so I want to feel good. So I'm going to do this over here because I feel so much better. Now, the big issue happens when you feel so much better because I have felt this way too when I grew up. Me and my, I grew up in a family. I had five sisters. There were six girls in my family. And my grandmother lived with us and we would be laughing, having such a great time. And she would come and say, you better stop that over here. You're laughing too much. God's going to come and, and, and make you cry. Right. And we're laughing and we're like, oh, wow, she's such a crazy old lady. And then as an adult, when I would feel joy, that belief system started creeping in and saying, oh, I can't be too happy because something bad's going to happen because that's what was planted in my subconscious. I had to teach myself, no, this is good. I feel good. And this is going to last forever. And it took practice, though. You have to practice it and say, I love feeling good. Because when you feel good, you do good. And when you do good, you feel good. And when you feel good, life looks and feels great. When you start saying these things, you start believing it as you followed up with action. Absolutely. Action is what cements it into our subconscious. Because you choose differently. If you just, if you say, oh, today's a beautiful and awesome day, I get up and I start doing things with high energy. The choice of clothes that I put on, they're going to be bright. They're going to feel good. And I look in the mirror and I say, wow, I look amazing. And when I go outside, I'm going to say, this is a beautiful day. Everything that I do, somebody walks by, good morning. And they'll look and they'll say, good morning. It just rises higher and higher. Yeah. And you made a point earlier. If, if your children don't want to be around you, you got to ask yourself, how is my energy projecting? How are my words? And what am I doing, like you said, that is driving them away? The most important thing that parents can do is to make sure they take care of themselves, to make sure that they are healthy 
and that they're eating properly. Children are going to watch how you eat. People, children are going to watch how you behave in the morning. And that's you are modeling how they should be. If you're grumpy, they're grumpy. So everybody's grumpy. And that, that energy is low. And then all of a sudden, that kid goes to school and they're grumpy and they push somebody. And now there's a big to do. You're called into school because your child did something that was unacceptable. Now you're even angrier at the child because you have to stop what you're doing to find out what's wrong or why the child has been uh, asked to leave school. So remember, you start their day off. Even if your day has in the past that you've been grumpy and now you want to begin practicing behavior that's going to raise everybody's vibration, which is going to change everybody's behavior. You must keep practicing, just like these athletes. They practice and practice, and even if they fall, they get back up and practice again. Behavior is learned, and you have to plant that seed and nurture that. If you're not getting what you want, then you need to go a different way because it's insanity. (laughs) That's right. Yes, right. You have to assess what it is and what you need to do to adjust and shift your focus to something that feels better. Now, you have a great Anthony Robbins quote. Can you tell us that? Oh, absolutely. Anthony Robbins says, he says, the way we communicate with others and with ourselves ultimately determines the quality of our lives. Hear, hear. I love that man. I do, too. I do. (laughs) He He is energy personified. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. So we have a few minutes left, but I know you have a really great book in I want you to talk a little bit about it so that the listener gets to know it more and they can go out and purchase it. Okay, yes. My book is called Sweet Tips from Lola's Lips, 52 Ways to Raise Your Vibration and Live the Life You Choose. Now, a lot of people always tell us how we should do things, but again, this is how you practice doing what feels good to you. Here's a sweet tip from Lola's Lips. Practice using language that feels good to you and start practicing today. You want to use language that will uplift you and have you feeling wonderful. And how you do that, try using words like, awesome, that was amazing. I, that is a delightful suggestion. And thank you. You can use phrases like, I feel great today. I feel good today. Or today is a beautiful an awesome day. What happens is, is that you find the words that feel good to you. And how you do this is start assessing how your day went when you use these words that uplift you and the people around you. And after you try that for a week, stop, think how your life has changed. If it's changed for the better and you feel good, then continue using language that's going to have you feeling wonderful. And your life will change, I guarantee it. Right, Lola? Oh, absolutely. Lola's website is lhbconsultcoach.com. Her email is lola at lhbconsultcoach.com. The link to both of these are in the show notes. And we also have her book link, so you can go and get that. And Lola, I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your passion with me and the listeners today. Oh, Jacqueline, it was my 
pleasure. When I first met you, I loved your energy and I knew I had to connect with you and see what you were all about. And I was right. You are an amazing person. Oh, thank you. And I'm so glad to have you now in my phone book and call you a friend. Yes, we are friends. <laughs> thank you. Well, listener, until next time, always be learning and always be growing. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.